0: welcome back to the dad in the rock podcast this is sean and this is chris hey we're back at it again uh feels like it's been a while here i know you and i have had kind of a uh longer week you were out
1: of town for a bit right yeah no uh, my work took me out to uh beckley west virginia for a couple weeks so uh we tried to stagger the, the release of the last podcast but um it does feel like it's been a long time. <laughs> a it little rusty. It. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Start. Stop. You know. You have no <laughs> idea all the outtakes it took before we got this one rolling. How was West Virginia? Uh, it was actually really nice. I mean, will leave it to me to go to West Virginia and forget my jacket at home. Oh so boy! I, I get like probably about 15 minutes out from the hotel, and I'm like, oh crap, I don't have a coat. Dude, it's January. <laughs> and it's and it's West Virginia, for that matter. Right. So I'm like, okay, I've got this little thing, and I should be okay. We're going to be indoors the majority of the time. I'm not too concerned. Right. I look out the window the next freaking morning. What? Five inches of freaking snow.
0: Whoa, for real? Yeah. I didn't realize well, we, they had
1: that much snow. And the thing is, they weren't ready for it. Like, it caught them off guard. No kidding. So the roads were terrible. We actually wound up having class in the hotel for the first half of the day for them to get the... The actual road's ready. Wow. And, and you know, I always have a snow brush in the car. Right. Yeah, you know, a scraper, the whole deal. I go out to my car. That's not even there. Oh, I'm wow. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> so I'm looking prepared. around. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking around. I think a lot of people can appreciate this. I look in the back seat, and I'm like, oh, a plastic plate. I'm so glad Zach ate in my car. <laughs> so I'm clearing off my car with this plate. I'm like, oh, okay. But uh, outside of that, I mean, we were in in the fifties and sixties. I missed a whole two weeks. I was there. I was like, this is not you know January weather in West Virginia. I don't think. Yeah, of. yeah, that's pretty hilarious. We uh, the weather
0: here in Kentucky, well, just the Ohio Valley in general's been kind of nuts. Uh, we we were pretty mild there for a few weeks, and this past week we took a real deep dive um, into the twenties. So um, I feel you. Yeah, at least uh, you got through it. So you know us here on this show, we like to talk about uh, the latest trailers that come out, kind of discuss them after the fact. And uh, recently, probably the biggest one that's come out uh, so far in 2020, it's this uh, uh, Sony Pictures, Marvel, well, Studios sort of collaboration. Not necessarily Marvel Studios. Either. Well, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. It's Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you
1: know, you're, you're getting into whole the not playing nice deal. Yeah, that's uh, complicated. Yeah, but Morbius came out, and was, look at it, and, I mean, I'll be the first to say, you know, I didn't have a whole big idea on who he was, I'm kind of watching the trail. I'm like, okay, that looks awesome. Yeah. So I kind of do a little deeper dive in it, and, you know, Jared Leto's playing, you know, Dr. Michael Morbius, but, uh, I mean, do you know more about him than I do? I have a vague recollection
0: of that character from the 90s Spider-Man cartoon, um, if you remember that on Fox Kids um, So uh, yeah uh, Kind of just like a weird Ugly looking blue vampire guy uh, Dressed in a trench coat With sleeves rolled up And spiky hair You know very 90's um, I- I'm glad Jared Leto is off the Joker it Doesn't look like he'll be Joker anytime soon He's, he's crossed over to the Marvel um, But uh, yeah I don't. I, the trailer was interesting um, I think it looks like a kind of a neat character, a lot of bat imagery, which is uh, kind of strange seeing something from Marvel with so many bats flying around him at all
1: times. It it, it evoked uh, Batman a lot for me. <laughs> yeah, no, it was the same I was thing. I was like, okay, this is kind of it's a little close to the, you know, the right. Batman idea, you know, being in the cave, having the bats flying around and circling them uh, I didn't foresee the vampire-ish thing coming and you know, needing blood and all that. Right. And that just kind of it made me want to draw the comparisons to the you know the rebooting of Blade, but uh, like you were saying, who knows if Marvel is gonna they're gonna all them gonna, Marvel and Sony are gonna play nice. Yeah, that's kind of tough to. It's a little too early to tell
0: when it comes to that because I know Morbius and Blade in the comics anyway. They have a pretty uh, deep rooted history together. Uh, they've crossed paths quite a few times. Um, I believe even in the Wesley Snipes movies, they were. Um, uh, prepared to kind of mention or, or bring on Morbius, and it just never happened. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Time will tell with that. It's kind of hard to see at this point, especially with how much trouble just, you know, Spider-Man as a character they've they've had, you know, trying to continue that story. Well, I think the biggest,
1: you know, positive, if you're looking towards the whole Marvel crossover deal, is with uh, Michael Keaton's character, uh, Vulture, showing up at the end. Yeah, that and was he cool. is. Yes, and he is a part of the Marvel Universe, so if they're doing that, but on the flip side of that, Venom has been out there, and he's a Spider-Man villain, and he hasn't done, you know, there's been no, you know, connection or any way, so I don't know if they're going to try to pull together, you know, Venom, Morbius, you know, and Spider-Man and all them and kind of have some type of crossover event where all of a sudden they're a part of the Marvel Universe as well, just not. As strongly connected, kind of like uh, Agents of Shield was on say, Like, was it ABC or NBC? Right, ABC. Yep. Yeah. So it, it's you know I was
0: kind of telling you it seemed kind of strange for them to introduce Morbius as kind of a, he's a C list C character at best, I think, as far as in the comics. Uh, so for him for them to dedicate a whole movie to his character, I mean, it's kind of cool. You know, they Sony Studios, they only have um the ability to uh make movies off of so many you know characters because they only have kind of a nugget of the marvel universe to pull from out of the spider-man characters um but yeah you're right i I feel like you know the lead-up to a possible sinister six movie is what's most exciting here I, i've been waiting for that even since the andrew garfield movies that were terrible <laughs> um <laughs> there was kind of a promise and a hint towards a uh, sinister six uh which you, you know they're leading up to we've we've got michael keaton is the vulture uh i forget his name but there was also an actor in the last spider-man movie where uh he's shocker um he you know which is another villain uh of course you've got uh lizard and doc ock and green goblin who are kind of your, your typical spider-man rogues gallery morbius is not one that really fits in he was introduced as a bad guy in the comics uh, but eventually he became kind of a um, anti-hero
1: and yeah. an associate for spider-man so well i think that both both marvel and sony are looking at the idea of a darker type of superhero they want not quite a horror movie ish i um, right but they want something that's a little more edgy yeah, a little more away from the you know uh, the Thor kind of goofy. That's some yeah. of those movies can be, and I think that may be where they're going with this to kind of get a little uh, a different angle on what you know the superhero or antihero can be because he doesn't seem like when you know the movie starts he doesn't seem bad. And the trailer itself, I mean, outside of the transformation into the character, it doesn't give a whole lot like he's actually running rampant. It's just kind of an origins of this character. Yeah, he's, um, I mean, he's a third stringer at best as far as, uh,
0: characters in the Marvel Universe, but I don't know, I thought the trailer was, it was kind of well done, I mean, it had that, uh, that Beethoven playing kind of throughout it, and it had a, a tone at least that, that seemed pretty appropriate, and, uh, it mm-hmm. seems at, at least worth checking out, uh, when it's, when it comes out, even to see if there's any mention of, um, you know Spider-Man or, or I mean we we definitely have Michael Keaton at the very least cuz he was
1: in the trailer so it'll be interesting to check out. Yeah, they'll make us wait to like 20 minutes after the you know the, <laughs> the the credits roll before we get anything that we're really looking for. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I mean we have that. I mean and there's some act I mean we already talked about Jared Leto, but there's this uh actress in there that I didn't know who she was and I kind of started digging through some of uh, her her credits. I uh, I'm, I'm going to say her name wrong, but say was it Adria or genoa or don't yeah. look at me pal <laughs> but yeah i mean she was i mean i know my sister-in-law loves good omens and she's basically in that whole thing uh then she was in like pacific rim as jules she was in narcos as helena i mean there's a lot of there's some pretty big names right there like shows wise so yeah i mean i like i said i didn't know who she was but once i started looking into it she definitely has been in her level of a. Uh, a big shows that you know she was definitely capable of kind of taking on a role in say a big big I mean this is gonna be a pretty big movie I don't think it's gonna fall apart on the, on opening day or anything right?
0: Yeah, so it seems to have a pretty good cast. There's also uh, Jared Harris, who looks to be, I guess, uh, like a professor or uh, his mentor or something. Um, and Jared Harris, really, I, I, you know, he's got one of those faces that I recognize from a ton of movies. But I think I know him best as uh, he played Moriarty in those Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Sherlock Holmes movies. But uh, he's a great actor. So, um, yeah, it looks to have a pretty good cast surrounding Jared Leto as well. Yeah, I don't think they're going to lose a hundred million dollars, you know, in opening weekend on this movie here, kind of like they did with Cats, <laughs> Cats, and uh, are Robert Downey Jr.'s oh, current Doolittle. Doolittle, yeah, they both were hacking up hairballs. Yeah, it's uh, taking a hit, man. It's going to lose like when, when all said and done, they're saying it's going to lose ninety-five million. That is, that's
1: man, that's crazy. He's sitting side by side, and it doesn't even look that bad next to cats. That's a a crazy thing.
0: (laughs) Uh, Speaking of uh, this weekend's box office, as bad as a hit that uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s Doolittle took this week, um, unexpectedly, maybe, Bad Boys for Life came out on top and uh kind of beat expectations they were thinking maybe about 40 million which would have been a solid uh success for them but uh, after the was- four day holiday weekend it's gonna be closer to 70 million
1: yeah I thought it was, yeah I thought I was seeing it as a 70 mid70s they were kind of looking yeah. at now uh that's awesome I mean I, I can't wait to go see it I mean uh, I think the bar people were, were thinking it wasn't gonna be any good and I've actually heard it's the best bad boys movie yet. Yeah, which that's a pretty high high bar for you know for me to reach. So <laughs> I got, I'm going to hold my opinion on that until I see it. But I seen something yesterday that I tagged you in that since it's done so well, they're already working on a you know script and everything for a four. Wow! So th- this actually you know leapfrogged them into that that fourth type movie, which uh, I will well, see it regardless. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Sony needs it. I mean, speaking of Sony Pictures, they're the ones releasing Morbius. Um really they, you know, they're kind of in need of major franchises. They have to share Spider-Man, which is their biggest property with, you know, Disney. Um and then, you know, I believe they have James Bond, which, you know, there's only a James Bond movie once every 5 to 7 years. <laughs> yeah. So you can't really bank on that, right? Um, So they need more and more franchises. And and Bad Boys was ripe for the picking. I mean, they spent years. First one came out in 1995, and then they waited eight years to make the sequel. Second one came out in 2003, and then it's been 17 years since that. I mean, we would hear news of a Bad Boys 3 like once
1: every few years ever since 2003, and it just never materialized. (laughs) Yeah, no, I thought it was dead. I didn't think it was ever coming back. And then, when we finally started seeing like Will Smith come out and Martin Lawrence, I was like, Yeah, it's happening. We're like, Holy crap, oh is this is going God. down. They're actually
0: filming. Oh, it's happening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then you start seeing the trailers and everything. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm laughing at him the whole time. Definitely even in the theater. Yeah, people probably think I'm crazy, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Uh, if you guys don't know, Chris and I, that's like
0: our franchise besides Star Wars. We can we can probably uh, recite the lines of dialogue from both of those movies uh, just as much as we can from Star Wars. So yeah, this uh, is actually
1: pre Star Wars. I think we started you, watching yeah. <laughs> yeah Bad Boys, the original one, pre Star Wars. Oh god, you know
0: what? For me too, because the first one I wasn't a really big fan of Star Wars until the special editions. That was '97 and we were watching bad boys on hbo in 95 so yeah Yeah. you're right yeah this
1: dates back pre-star Wars. From was holy crap (laughs) what what the crap i'm in (laughs) oh man so yeah i'm looking forward to that and i I knew i seen the the fourth one there i'm like okay this is gonna be i'm already pumped about that one just you know just because it's you know martin lawrence and will smith together right there's been one combination of like comedic actors working together that one has worked Yeah, they they got some great chemistry. We'll probably have to save that for when
0: you and I both see the movie. We'll we'll have maybe a mini-review on one of our podcast episodes. But, uh, I mean, moving on here. I mean, Morbius seems like it's going to be pretty cool, uh, kind of a neat trailer. Um, And we have uh, more items coming out this week in particular. Uh, We're going to have the big premiere on CBS All Access, their streaming service. God, I wish they would just air it on the actual channel CBS, but whatever. <laughs> I felt yeah. the same way about The Twilight Zone. Like, just, yeah, anyway. It's but, their uh, way of grabbing some money. Um, Picard uh, is coming out this week, and we've seen trailers for it. And I'll be honest, man, like, it looks good i'm kind of a fair weather star trek fan like i kind of come in and come out i've seen a lot of the movies especially um you know the next generation with picard and Riker and data um but uh yeah just the cinematography like how this
1: show looks like it was shot it looks like a movie yeah no i've been impressed the way it looks and the idea behind it so how many characters can we ever say we've seen in any type of movie where we've seen them younger like uh, patrick stewart was to where he is now because we've actually seen that aging process almost on the big screen or in some type of star trek universe yeah (laughs) it's funny i mean i
0: remember as a kid i you know i was would be seven eight years old and the next generation was airing on you know syndication picard looked like an old dude back then back in you know 1989 so for uh for him to still be playing this character
1: so many years later it's crazy well, I know he came out and pretty much said he wasn't coming back to the Star Trek world. Yeah. Unless there was something that was well done and it really fit his character. He wasn't just going to go ahead and plug his character back in there just for like a money grab. Right. And the fact that he's come back for it, not only that, uh, but they brought like uh, like Brett Spiner back. I mean, yeah. he only has one uh, one episode on IMDb showing that he's in it. But still, that that's another big character that's coming back for... Uh, for data for the, for the show itself. Right. And uh, I know my mother-in-law is pumped about this show. So oh, yeah. much so that uh, we went ahead and got her Brett Spiner's uh, autograph when we were in Cincinnati. Oh, cool. And uh, she looked at it, and it almost brought her to tears. I was like, oh, score, we win Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like you were saying, though, you're more of a casual. I, I'm even less so. I mean, when right. it comes down to Star Trek, I am probably one of the least... Uh, capable people to talk about it. Uh, I mean, I've watched some of the J.J. Abrams stuff. I mean, the most recent one I've missed was Into the Darkness. Uh, so, I mean, they, they looked fun. I like the idea of going back to the beginning, which was always, it's always kind of uh, interesting to do. Definitely when they kind of have all the new ways of shooting things. Uh, but From my understanding is this actual will fit into that timeline. Yeah, uh, when it actually came down to the dest- destruction of Romulus and the alternate timeline, I guess they dubbed it as the was a Kelvin timeline, and that's where the actual new JJ Abrams Star Trek's actually fall into. So they're going to kind of connect everything through that, uh, kind of like into the Spider Verse, how they have that going where there's multiple timelines running all at the same time. Yeah, I got a feeling uh, that's that's my impression on how this is actually going to run. Yeah, it's.
0: It's tough. I'll have to do some research myself. But it, ever since JJ put out those movies, the uh, the Star Trek nerds out there, the Trekkies, they they. Yeah, they labeled it the Kelvin timeline because, uh, you know, the bad guy, Eric Bana in that movie, he went back in time and he caused like a riff, like a change in the past, and it affected the rest. And, you know, that's their excuse as to why um, Captain Kirk looked more like uh, Chris Pine than he did William Shatner. That's how they kind of fudged that. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's interesting that they're going, that they are kind of going back to that and, and keeping Picard, um the way he was and it looks like the rest of his old crew the way because you can see um um is number one uh and and data besides having a few wrinkles they they look the same um so it'll be really interesting to see how this show progresses and like i said before like it's beautifully shot um and
1: they really haven't released too much on the plot have they no they've been keeping this one really tight to the vest and it's uh, that's really hard to do in some ways. I know uh, Mandalorian did a really good job of it as well. Yeah so these are two big high profile shows that have come out within the last six months uh, that nothing is leaking from and that's almost unheard of. I mean, you can't really keep anything leaking out from anywhere. Someone's gonna hack into it and release you know plots or release a whole flipping episode yeah uh, for that matter or be released you know accidentally early.
0: Now, if I can kind of cobble together what I think the plot will be, it has a lot of uh, basic elements and stories that I'm kind of a sucker for, uh, like the uh, you know the old expert, the old professional coming out of retirement. I mean, it looks as though Jean Luc has retired to his you know his winery. <laughs> he's he's kind of a farmer, right? And he's not doing the whole captain thing. Um, and it looks like he's kind of called to come back and finish something, almost like Rocky. He's got so, you know he's got a beast that he's <laughs> going to put down, right? Yeah. Um, and then you've got uh, the fact that he, he looks to be putting a crew together, and I'm a sucker for that kind of thing. Any anytime you have a ragtag group of uh, spacefarers or pirates, and you put them together, and they have adventures in outer space, like I'm there for, <laughs> uh, you know, kind of that Firefly mentality. And it looks like he's kind of, uh, you know, going to be the head of a, a smaller crew on a smaller ship. And in the midst of doing that, he's running into to old favorites like you know his his crew from the old Enterprise. So it, it looks like it, it's got some
1: some pretty interesting you know story details. Yeah, I'm kind of curious what drove him away. Why did he leave uh, Starfleet? Right. And what what drove him to farming and making wine uh, when he there had to have been some type of like trip over point or you know a breaking point where he's like you know what. Uh, I'm done. I'm going to walk away. Because I remember there was a part of the actual trailer where it mentions, you know, you're not a member, so you really have no say. Right. And I feel like I'm going to get flogged on Facebook and, you know, everywhere else. Oh, we both are.
0: There's probably a very detailed answer as to why. And you and I just are not knowledgeable enough in the Star Trek lore to know. But um, I'm hoping that we can find some sort of... Um, I don't hope, hopefully there's a YouTube video or some sort of a crash course that we can watch and catches us up on, uh, where he's been this whole time and, and
1: kind of give us some backstory leading into this new series. Yeah. I'm, I'm, well, what I'm really hoping for is I can enjoy it without needing to know the deep dives that yeah. uh, all these Trekkies have. It's kind of like, uh, I keep on tying it back to Mandalorian. I feel like anyone could have picked up Mandalorian and enjoyed Mandalorian. Yeah. So I'm kind of hoping it's down the same kind of line that, uh, that show was where I can just enjoy it for what it is. And just if I've got to be ignorant to something that I don't know, I'm, I'm just ignorant to it because I, don't, I, don't, I didn't get the reference. Right. Uh, that's fair. I can get that point of view.
0: I'm, I'm just a, a different mentality where I need to know every bit of backstory if it's out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, certain things I'll, I'll, I'll dive into and I'll spend my time learning more and more and more about. Uh, I don't know if I'm, I'm, I would have to really love this show. Really, when it when it comes out, I would have to basically be all about it, and if it gets me, I mean, I may get to that point where I'm digging a little deeper, but as of right now, I'm just waiting to go ahead and start my free trial of CBS All Access, so I can go ahead and maybe get two weeks free rather than just one. Yeah, so it premieres the what this Thursday, the twenty
0: third on CBS All Access. Um, Yeah, I, I think you and I will be checking it out. Hopefully, you know, between now and our next episode uh so yeah maybe we'll give you guys a short review uh
1: next uh, podcast yeah kind of what our our initial you know, thoughts of it were and if it's something that you know i'll continue watching or you'll continue watching it sounds like we're both interested enough to continue watching at least a couple oh, yeah. episodes of it definitely i think i think there's 10 episodes if i've seen right yeah i think so and they've already greenlit a season two so that's promising yeah, I'm not sure who's going to be you know involved. I don't know if Patrick Stewart is going to be involved. How many more years can he actually be involved before it just becomes too much for him?
0: He is 80, and, I mean, he he came back for this, you know, in, enjoying the idea that it was enough to bring him back. Um, but you're right, I mean, you can't really go on with the show titled picard with without him. not picard yeah yeah so um i don't know we'll see it, it, I, you know I'm, I'm a fan of that these days i you know we are in the golden age of television you know when a tv show is like 22 26 episodes a season i just uh anymore it's just too much for me to bear i, I like a shorter 8 10 12 episode arc Um, that kind of was ushered in with the with the days of streaming netflix kind of started that over here anyway they've been doing that forever um, over in the uk Um, their series are typically like anywhere between six to ten episodes but um, i feel like you can tell a really great story without a lot of filler with
1: that episode count yeah that's the biggest thing everything they want to have that episode they want to be able to go ahead and make the money on you know, advertisements and everything, you know, on standard television. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something they can get away from, pretty much for the most part, when they start streaming. Because you're actually paying for you know, that individual channel, you know, monthly for it.
0: Speaking of streaming services, we've got uh, news of a brand new one coming out um well for comcast customers it will be out this april and for everybody else it'll be out in july uh, we're talking of course about peacock which is the uh, streaming service provided by nbc universal slash comcast that big con- conglomerate <laughs> uh but yeah it, we they released some news about this peacock service this week
1: yeah they're actually going to go ahead and do it there's going to be a, a few different levels of this here so you'll go ahead and you'll have your you're free. It's gonna be completely ad supported. Uh, there'll be live news and sports, but I mean, roughly about seventy-five hundred hours of like, of content series things like that. Uh, then they have their one level up, which is a uh, four ninety-nine, and it ups it basically doubles the uh, the content that was say on demand, and you still get those live news and sports. And then I mean, for a whopping nine ninety-nine, they go ahead and it's ad free. So, uh, I mean, the tiers by itself don't sound bad. Uh, right. What do you think price point wise?
0: Um, I think it's interesting um, to where you can have you can still like put on the service and watch stuff um, for free. Pretty much anybody can. Um, I also heard that Comcast customers they essentially get a five dollar discount on everything, so they naturally come with the premium, and then they, for another five bucks they can bump it up to the ad free. But that's you know if you're a Comcast customer, uh, which a lot of us in America are not, especially as cord cutters. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it, it is interesting um, to have different uh, tiered pricing. I know Hulu used to do that. There used to be Hulu and Hulu Plus. Um, and they kind of you know settled on to kind of one monthly charge with all of their content. But um, I feel like it is a good way to introduce the service to folks. you know, if it's free or if they're willing to pay just the five bucks a month to check it out, um, then they'll go ahead and do that. And hopefully there's enough on there to keep people on there.
1: That's my biggest concern, though. I'm looking at this, and if we're going to go ahead and release it, I mean, release it to, you know, Comcast customers and Xfinity Flex customers, you know, on the fifteenth of April, and then the rest of you know the public don't even get it till July fifteenth. Mm-hmm. That, that's a nice gap there. And I mean, for instance, like say some of the notable shows. I mean, they're banking off the whole uh, Netflix kind of model. I mean, they're going ahead and they put a lot of money on you know, getting The Office, Parks and Rec, Downtown abby two and a half men i mean there are just a couple of the the notable ones i mean there really wasn't when i put two and a half men on there i was struggling to find a third honestly (laughs) so i'm like is is this enough like back catalog for people to come across now maybe for the five dollars i can see i mean i know your wife for instance is a huge office fan yeah is five bucks and getting the full catalog of the office worth it for her or does she get somewhere else well i mean that's the thing we don't have the dvds
0: you know we're getting away from having physical media in our household anyway um netflix is actually going to have the office for another year at least that contract expires in 2021 um but uh, yeah i mean nbc owns these proper so you know they're pretty much going to have a pretty big back catalog on on a ton of stuff that they've had over the years um, I'm most excited to see stuff from Universal, um, y- you know, some of my favorite movies of all time, like the Back to the Future trilogy and Jurassic Park. I mean, fair enough, like I actually already own these movies, but uh, it'd be nice to see if they stream them in 4K, that kind of thing. Um, I always kind of are, are interested when these streaming services come about. To see, you know, what quality they'll be streaming in, whether they'll have 4K HDR content—that's always a big plus for me. Um, but I'll, I'll be honest; I was—I I knew that this um, announcement was coming out this week, and they had kind of like an internal press conference for that was company only, um, and they—they they didn't do anything public-wise much besides just releasing like news articles that you could read um, it, very much unlike HBO Max, you know, when they released that a few months back, they had like an hour-long presentation that I actually watched on YouTube to where they went over every bit and piece, whether it's the DC stuff or, um, you know, Warner Brothers things, they were going in line, you know, the children's programming, uh, Sesame Street, they went on and on and on about the different facets of HBO Max, it got me really excited, um, but this announcement was kind of like, um, it was a little bit lame in comparison.
1: <laughs> <laughs> HBO Max was kind of comparing themselves to the Apple Plus cuz Apple Plus was released during their keynote. Yeah. And everything Apple does is huge, right? So they were kind of they wanted to to kind of meet that actual like energy level. And yeah, that was fun. I mean, this one here just kind of petered out. I mean, it barely it barely came out. Like I think you even reached out to me and said, "Do you know anything about the Peacock?" I'm like, "The P what?" <laughs> And, I mean, after I thought about it for a second, I knew what it was just based on, you know, prior releases. I didn't realize they released more information just, you know, was it yesterday? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, like we were talking about, though, I'm looking at what's there. And I mean, notable movies. I mean, like I don't know. I love the Bourne franchise. I mean, that's going to be yeah. there. Uh, the Fast and the Furious franchise. I mean, they're just two, you know, once again, two movies that... Or groups of movies that I was like, okay, I mean that's worth pointing out, but that's not enough for me to spend, you know, go go all in, wow, listen to me, all in on nine ninety nine for <laughs> well, extra look, content.
0: I mean, you know, there's so many of these streaming services coming out and they're all kind of you know, they seem kind of neat. And uh, you and I were talking about before, maybe it's worth kind of dropping your your coin for that first month just to check it out and see what it looks like. But I mean, these streaming services, they want you all in and paying them month after month after month and um, I mean, you got to be like a Netflix and put out content in order to kind of justify that monthly cost and um, not all of these streaming services will survive. They're going to
1: cannibalize on each other and uh, only the toughest will survive. Yeah, they're going to eat each other alive. Then all of a sudden, you're going to see them merging within, you know, within the world itself. Then you'll have right. like NBC and say CBS as one app, you know, controlled by somebody, and you know, so on and so forth. So before, I think we've talked about this before. Before you realize it, it's it's going to be, become more and more like cable television, mm-hmm. just without the actual like cable box in your house. You'll be running it through your Apple TV or your smart TV or whatever. However, you're actually going to be streaming it. And really, it just comes down to what the price point's going to wind up being. Because you know, cable television's gotten so ridiculous uh, that I mean, most people are getting away from it just for the reason that the price. Why? How can you justify paying, you know, one hundred and eighty dollars a month to go ahead and have all these channels that ninety percent of them you don't watch? Yeah, I mean, that's the real thing with cable, and that's the exact
0: reason why I eventually quit it altogether. Is that I was stuck with this large monthly bill with you know i only watched maybe less than a third of the actual channels that came packaged in w- with things right so you know my locals and maybe an espn and disney channel especially once the kid arrived <laughs> it was all disney channel all the time so um yeah that's why i had to like justify and and kind of get rid of it and and i think even though we have a ton of different streaming services and options and it's only becoming more and more you still have that freedom as a consumer to get whichever one you want or not get whichever one you want say you know you're you're coming across and like oh hey stranger things season four is coming out gonna go ahead and throw my 12 bucks at netflix for a month and binge that and then after that month, I'm done, <laughs> and I'll yeah. go back to HBO Max. And you can have all or none of these at any point throughout the entire year, depending on which content's coming out. Um, so, you know, that's a kind of freedom for the consumer that is still uh, pretty
1: ideal compared to, you know, cable. Yeah, the cable pretty much has it, It's either it's our way or the highway, Yeah, uh, which they're starting to lose, definitely, like we were saying, with these new... Um, streaming packages come out which is no longer their way or the highway we'll take the highway and we'll get (laughs) the way we want it but yeah i mean going back to our whole peacock here thing here everyone's kind of looking at you know the big thing right now is you know original content yeah what what are you putting out there i mean netflix has always been good about pumping money into original content i mean that's how we got stranger things and uh, uh for later episodes the witcher which I'm only yes. four episodes into. We would definitely talk about that at a later date because uh, it's absolutely. Um, all types of amazing. <laughs> but um, I, I took the opportunity out of town to watch some of those. So even though the internet sucked where I was at, but uh, I mean going <laughs> back, you know, where I was started from, <laughs> the original content here. Uh, in our reality, there's no original content on this on that they are launching it with. You yeah. have a bunch of reboots. You have, like, Battlestar Galactica rebooting. Punk- Punky Brewster. Who wants a Punky Brewster reboot? Dude, and, I'm pretty old, and I remember Punky Brewster,
0: but I don't care anything about seeing any update of Punky
1: Brewster. <laughs> I mean, yeah, come on. Then you have Saved by the Bell. I mean, once again, another reboot. It's, it's, we're getting a bunch of... I know it's the year, you know, you know, it's been it's the popular thing to do right now. That's reboot something because we can't think of something original. Yeah, and we'll hope we'll play off the nostalgia. But I mean, come on. Okay. And go. then and then they're playing off, you know, you know, David Schwimmer. We're all we're now we're going Friends. Woo! And he's got right. some type of intelligence show that I don't know if it's in, you know, just a, like a comedy type, you know, punked type show. They didn't give a whole lot of. That information on that one there but once again they're they're drawing on past success with him as well
0: now if they announced an actual um friends series like a limited series with the cast of friends or something along those lines like you know here's a you know one more scene is in the seinfeld kind of thing that would be a big
1: deal and people would be signing up for the service real quick no, yeah, no, there's no way you'd back down from that. Yeah. I think it's always been with Seinfeld. It's Seinfeld himself. I think yeah. they all said they'll come back. He's the one that's kind of been pumping the brakes on it, so uh, he doesn't want to bring it back just to bring it back, I think. Right. I mean, he's doing well with his, uh, what is it, the, the the show on Netflix, something like that, you're driving around in the car. And- yeah, comedians drinking coffee, driving in cars, something along those lines. Yeah, so, yeah <laughs> something, something-ish. I don't think he's in any, uh, any hurry to bring back Seinfeld, and I don't think he's hurting for money either. Uh, no, he lives very comfortably, and there's he doesn't need to work at all. <laughs> <laughs> you can always tell when it's a money grab. They just put it out there. It's like, okay, I haven't done anything in 20 years. These residual checks aren't getting me anywhere. I need money. <laughs> Yeah, as opposed to, you know, a Mark Paul Gosseler who's uh,
0: signed on, you know, opposed to, like, possibly a Dustin Diamond. I don't know. He's had legal trouble in the past. I don't know if he's going to be on this show or not. <laughs> I mean, Mario Lopez does okay for himself, but...
1: Uh... But, I mean, as a whole here, I mean, yay, nay, on the fence, not interested really at all. I mean, kind of where where do you think you stand? I mean, like
0: I said, I'm going to um, toss a coin <laughs> to this uh, service for at least a month just to check it out. But uh, I You're don't foresee f- it uh, holding my attention after that. You going full force $9.99 for that first month? Or are you going to go ahead and give the... I think so. Well, here's the thing. You would already mentioned my wife is a an office fanatic. Uh, um, I can honestly see it, especially once the office is off of Netflix. That nine ninety nine will be simply just to watch the office ad free and continue that habit that my wife has. Um, <laughs> that's then, does a possibility. That sound <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. But it's the truth. I can only, you know, cop up to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, see I'm more of a half, you know one foot in the water. Four ninety nine I can maybe like, you know what, as long as I don't tell my wife about it and you kinda <laughs> get it and cancel it before she realizes <laughs> I spent five bucks on something that we may never use. <laughs> yeah. I brushed off. Okay, like, hey, honey, we need content for our show. Our, our listeners need to know how uh, how great or terrible this is, <laughs> brother. I've been dropping five dollars a month on Apple TV Plus
0: uh, for the last couple months, and it it hits my account, and I'm like, what the heck is this five the Apple five dollar chart? Oh yeah, oh because I I honestly haven't watched it since that opening you know week where I watched you know the morning show and see with Jason Momoa. Which uh, clearly weren't great enough to hold my interest going forward. So, I don't know—is it going to be an instance like that where you kind of, you know, you, it's it's a flash in the pan where it's interesting for a month and then it's um, you don't really, doesn't really hold your interest going forward?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a perfect example right there. That that service right there. I mean, it, Apple's quick on the folding things. If it doesn't work, they just get rid of it. Yeah. So we're kind of seeing how long that will hold on. If they're going to be willing to make another season of the shows, I know, I know my wife. She likes. She likes the uh, the morning show. And I think we've talked about it in the past. It's just way heavy for me. Oh, I yeah. Mean, I don't mind it. Like, I'll sit on the floor, and I'm, I'm, bu- I'm actually building a Lego Porg right now. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I'll be building my Porg while uh, she's watching and kind of paying attention but not paying attention at the same time. Just yeah. kind of uh, to cut the tension in, fr- in my mind.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that
0: is classic you. Uh, just, you know, there's this kind of somewhat depressing uh, show on TV, so I'm going to build a Star Wars Lego while I'm watching it to <laughs> feel better about myself.
1: <laughs> I can't hate myself for enjoying this show, so I'll look at this little cute pork before I, you know I watch Chewbacca eat him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing I did hear
0: about this Peacock service is that they're actually going to bump up um, the late-night shows. Um, so Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show, and Late Night with Seth Meyers, they're actually bumping those up to where you can watch them on this Peacock service at 8 o'clock at night. So you don't have to stay up late to watch uh, these talk shows, which I thought was kind of neat. I mean, I haven't been, I used to be a huge fan of talk shows. Like, I used to watch Conan, and even as a kid, I used to watch David Letterman and Jay Leno at night. Um, it's kind of something that's fallen by the wayside. Now I just kind of watch clips of, of interviews on YouTube and stuff, especially if they have, you know, folks from the Marvel movies. Or been watching a lot of, you know, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence on these uh, talk shows here recently promoting bad boys. Uh, but, yeah, you know, if it's on at 8 o'clock, I,
1: I might catch it if there's nothing else going on that night. But, you know, it's, it's the way it's kind of gone, by the way, so what you're saying with you is is something of their own doing. Yeah. It's like Jay Leno and Letterman, they were like, if you wanted to, that was, like, was, was still appointment television. You stayed up, you watched them. You oh, knew absolutely. what you were getting. Uh, Jimmy Fallon and, you know, everyone else out there, they're making clips. They're making YouTube clips but having it on television. So they know they can actually cut it down to 10 minutes, throw it on YouTube, and they'll get more watches there yeah. than they would actually on on actual cable service. Yeah, they do.
0: So it's kind of, uh, you know, it's it's eating itself. I'm, I'm, I got to assume that they lost a ton of people just because of the fact, like me, I'm one of them, to where you could just kind of, if you hear somebody's, you know, a celebrity that you're interested in, it's going to be on that night. Or the monologue itself, you know. There's, you know, you got stuff going on in the news. You want to hear what, you know, the funny monologue from Fallon or whatever.
1: You just check it out on YouTube the next day, and it's not really a big deal. Yeah, not, the idea of moving it up till eight o'clock is very intriguing because I think I would watch a, little, a few more of them at times. Yeah. Just because I mean that's that's peak time right there. I mean eight o'clock, maybe a little later because the kids are eight eight thirty. Yeah. So getting them to bed and then kind of watching at nine is kind of my sweet spot usually. Uh, when I can actually kind of watch something and enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that's actually probably, I mean, of everything that we've talked about, that is the biggest plus I, I feel like right now. I just hope it doesn't, I mean, I've got the biggest fear of for this service is it's going to basically almost fall apart before it's even available to the actual <laughs> public. I mean, that's kind of my thinking of I mean, it. There's nothing here supporting the you know launch. Kind of like long-term interest. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think the the biggest mystery of this whole thing is, it, you know, they are coming from a network. It's coming from NBC. So unlike Hulu, unlike um, Flix, I mean, this does have a backing of actual live television. And, you know, with this late night being bumped up and offered at, you know, at an earlier time slot, there is some incorporation of live television. Uh, another thing that they're gonna have is the Olympics, uh, which airs on NBC all the time. You're gonna be able to watch you know, live coverage of the Olympics and because it's a sort of an internet-based app and a, and a streaming service, maybe you'll be able to flip back and forth and watch things that aren't airing on television. You, you know, when you watch it on NBC, you're kinda locked into whatever they're airing. Yet I can see with the Olympics, you know, you could watch whatever happens to be going on at that point, whether it's airing or not, or or going back in time and easily accessing, you know, previous things. I know you're a big Olympics guy. Yeah. You you love the Olympics, so
1: yeah, that might be a draw for you this summer. Yeah, that that's really that's another intriguing thing. Because what I read was they were kind of pairing the release along, kind of with the Olympics themselves. Because yeah, I mean, when it comes to swimming and I mean there's soccer, there's there's all these different types of. Are the big ones that they, they always show but i mean there's also there's gonna be a time delay so if you have the ability to go ahead and watch it uh live yeah i mean rather than needing to wait for it to go ahead and be on you know nbc or you know accidentally turn it tune in and you know espn in the morning so which i i watch you know those talk shows in the morning and then across the bottom it's scrolling the results i i hate that i'm like that yeah. just kind of ruins you know the experience for me you know what would hook me if they had the Olympics broadcast in 4K on the app. Uh, then that would be all about it. Well, you know the it, it's going to be a much better quality through the app than it's going to be on any TV service that they have. Yeah, I've noticed that even with, say, for instance, with Spectrum, if you actually watch it through their their app, either on say uh, the Roku or the uh, the Apple TV, mm-hmm. it looks a lot better, a lot crisper. Then it actually looks through their own equipment, which is a... It's, it's, they've got to realize how bad that looks upon themselves. <laughs> I mean, yeah. i have mean, got, got these beautiful televisions that get this nice, awesome picture. Then I put it through their actual box, and it, it looks meh. Oh, yeah. But then I put it through my Apple TV. It's sitting next to it, and it looks so much better. But the convenience and the comfortability of using that remote control sends me back to the box. Right. So... And that that box has got to go away soon. And I think they realized that that's a dying thing that they they're trying to get ahead of, but they're they're so far behind the curve it's ridiculous. Well, I
0: think that why that may be is that typical broadcast, um, the highest quality you can get currently is still seven twenty p. So if you're just like you know you're you got your television, you got it hooked up and you're watching live TV over your table over your you know your coaxial cable and watching it the same way we've been doing it for years and years and years, the best you can get is, is is 720p, which anything that goes over streaming and internet, it's typically at 1080p, so I think that's why, plus the compression is done a lot better when it's just like an internet file or a streaming over internet as opposed to typical broadcast. Um, so um, yeah I used to run into that with at and verse I had that service for a long time and for instance you'd watch um, you know at the end of American Idol they would have a bunch of lights flying around and confetti dropping and It just would end up being blocks and blocky and digit like almost like a like a DVD skipping or something, (laughs) just because the service couldn't keep up and the compression was so bad. Uh, But you know, I would catch that same episode streaming over Hulu the next day, and there was nothing like that. Uh, There was no blockiness. It was everything was crisp, crisp and sharp, and and in
1: real time. So, uh, I think you got something there. I think that's that is the case. Well, I mean, we we've kind of gone into a lot here. I mean, we've kind of been out of town. We didn't even touch on this. Uh, When I got back from West Virginia, I actually sat down and watched two movies that I have not seen yet. Uh, The kids actually got me to go to the theater and watch Frozen 2. Oh, yeah. It was one of the last weeks I was actually in the theater itself, and uh, I loved it. I mean, I won't be afraid to admit it. Uh, Take (laughs) take my man card now. I'll sit back, and I'll go to the sing-along next time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'll be lost in the woods.
0: (laughs) It was pretty enjoyable, wasn't it? I don't know yeah. if the songs are as catchy as, you know, Let It Go, but
1: uh, they're uh, that, good. that main one that Elsa sang, I, I said the same thing to Janessa on the way home. Yeah. Like, you know what? Let It Go is a generational song. Yeah. You won't get that every now and then. And then I'm sitting in the living room, go, and just kind of that new one's bouncing on my head. I'm like, oh, no. Into the unknown, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. This, this can't be happening. But I watched that, and then I actually... Uh, Because I let the kids pick some movies. I've been gone for a while. I was like, you know, let's spend some time together. Right. We watched Toy Story 4. Oh, yeah. For the first time. And Forky. And, uh, oh, my God. Dude. Toy Story 4. Toy Story can't do nothing wrong for me. Yeah. The fact that Forky's throwing himself in the trash and he jumps out the window (laughs) and he calls himself now Litter. (laughs) And, you know, the toys are all jumping out the window. And the new toy's like, what is it with you guys in Windows? Yeah, that was
0: (laughs) funny. Yeah, so uh, you think
1: uh, four held up with the other three, huh? Dude, yeah, and oh man, the end. If Toy Story is good for anything, it's gonna get me to cry. Oh. <laughs> oh man, between the last one where they were all in the trash compactor and they were going down to get burnt, dude. Yes, that. And they were all saying goodbye to each other, and then this one here, when uh, Woody's standing on top of the building with Bo Peep, and then uh, and Buzz talks him into staying with Bo Peep. I'm yeah, like and buzz is like um, you know she'll be all right
0: and you think he's talking about Bo Peep but he's talking about Bonnie yeah and, and what he realizes like oh like you guys are gonna take care of her and I I don't have to be there yeah
1: I I, I got gotcha, you I feel you yeah. <laughs> I was with you yeah so uh, when they go back and then when you see uh, buzz say uh to infinity and what mm-hmm. he says and beyond I'm like oh my god I need tissues I can't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it feels like that's a definitive end to the franchise because you can't have the right. toy story movies without buzz and woody. No, you can. They've
0: had some, you know, Forky starring in some shorts on Disney Plus which are kind of funny if you haven't checked those out, but you're right. Even I don't think they can even go and, you know, continue to do kind of like, you know, the the 10-minute, 15-minute shorts that they've been doing like the holiday specials and stuff because you got to have Toy Story is Woody and Buzz and if you don't have those yeah. two together, then it's not Toy Story. That's not
1: it's not the same. Yeah. So I feel like they've actually finally uh, wrap that series up, yeah. With uh, with with Woody kind of now, since he's been taking care of everybody, his whole his whole life, yeah. he's now taking care of himself. Yeah, himself and taking care
0: of toys. Like he's not attached to an owner. He's kind of moved on to taking care of toys and making sure that they find owners and uh you know and that's kind of it plays back into what he did for sid's toys back in the first toy story yeah to where they were just living a miserable life and uh he he changed things enough to where you realized sid
1: wasn't going to keep torturing his toys the way he had been before <laughs> so, yeah uh, I, don't I mean know. heck gabby gabby took his sound box from him then he tried finding her a girl to go you know an owner yeah even after all that he still was helping her out uh I don't know. <laughs> you and
0: I we could probably talk a whole we could, that could probably be an episode in itself going over the whole <laughs> well, toy story. Well, yeah, arc. we
1: we took a left turn there, you know, away from the peacock <laughs> into some, you know, kids' movies that uh that I, I enjoyed recently. But they were they were they were older movies, so it's kinda hard to do a whole show on something that everyone's kind of already seen quite a while ago. Right. But uh I mean we've gone into a lot here. I mean you guys you guys, if if you guys stuck with us, <laughs> thank you because uh, we haven't had a show out in some time, and watching the <laughs> watching the downloads uh, kind of dwindle because we haven't put anything out there is uh, it's kind of sucked. But uh, if you're listening, go ahead and uh, find whatever you know avenue you're listening to us. Download it again. Download it, you know, past episodes. Leave comments. Rate us. Uh, the more you do that, the more visible we'll be for everybody else that can go ahead and find us. But I mean, the easy way to get a hold of us and yell at us for our lack of Star Trek knowledge. Uh, is, <laughs> I'm Chris at dadnorock.com and I'm Sean at Uh and uh, unless Sean has some final words here I think this is a good place to uh, call it quits make it so